Hey everybody, it's Danny. I want to say thank you for tuning in to the Heartway Podcast. And I want to give a special thanks to those of you who are tuning in from really all over the world. We're so grateful that you are a part of our community and that you listen in on an ongoing basis. If you've been encouraged by what you've heard, I want to ask you to share this with a friend. You never know the impact that one of these messages can have in another person's life. And if you yourself have been impacted and you'd like to continue to partner with us to keep this work going, Check us out at heartwaychurch.com slash give. Every dollar that you give goes a really long way towards helping us do what it is that we do. Well, we love you. Really hope you enjoy the podcast. Happy Sunday, everyone. Hello. How's everyone feeling? Yeah? We're doing well. It's so nice to see so many new and familiar faces. It makes me so happy, like Amanda says, we genuinely are a family here. Like we really, really are. Even if I only see you on Sunday, I love you. Like I got your back if you need me, you know? And I feel like all of us genuinely feel that way about each other. Thank you, yeah. And if you haven't immersed yourself into the community, try. Try and really give all of yourself to this community. And you'll be so pleasantly surprised with what you find out about yourself and what you find out about those around you too. So I actually started a new yoga training this past week and I love to learn. I always remain a student. I feel like Danny and I are very in tune with that and just continuing to dive into our spiritual practice. And something that now that we're learning, I'm learning again is just the basics. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. Why do we do centering prayer? Why do we sit with ourselves? We sit with ourselves so that one, we recognize that we're not our thoughts, that we are not all these thoughts and emotions going around and around. That's number one. Once we can discover that and realize the truth within ourselves, then we create this space and God, he dives right into that space. He's ready, he's waiting for you, but we're the ones that create these walls, that create these blockages. So this moment in time right now that we're sitting here in the centering prayer is genuinely about centering yourself with your breath so that you can commune with God. That's why we do it, my friends. So I want you to take a moment now to just sit up nice and tall, no falling asleep on me. (laughs) right nice and tall we're going to close those eyes and I want you to allow the palms to face up because I want you to be open to receive right now let's close those eyes and take a deep breath really inflate your belly allow it to expand and then slow gentle exhale Again, slowly inhaling, really filling up, allowing yourself to open 
Then exhale, release it all out. I want you to take a moment now to release any tension in the body, to allow the shoulders to come down, to unclench the jaw, to allow yourself to be comfortable here. And as you begin to deepen your breath, I want you to imagine yourself opening up this beautiful light, ready to expand. And as you exhale, you allow God's love to embrace you, to hold you. Allow your spirit to come up, your soul, the true essence of your being. Let's let go of all those roles you play. You are more than a father today. You are more than a mother, a spouse, a friend, a child. You are more than the jobs that you have. I want you to connect with the true essence of your being. The essence that reflects God. The light within you that shines so bright. Take a moment to embrace this energy that you are feeling. Allowing yourself to feel safe, to feel grounded. Open yourself up. In this moment, you don't have to understand anything. But in your heart, you know that God is guiding you, that he is walking hand in hand by you, that you are never alone, that you are always protected. Allow yourself to really embrace all of this. To honor yourself enough that you believe all that I am saying for it is true within you. This life is a blessing and you are the miracle within it. Honor this so that you can honor those around you, recognizing that they too 
are a miracle within this life. Take another slow, deep inhale. Think like you're breathing through a straw. Inhale. Exhale, allow those shoulders to come down. One more slow, slow inhale. A little bit more. Then slow release. This is your moment to let it all go. Release that which does not serve you. And welcome all that does. Welcome love. Welcome peace. Welcome yourself. Take another breath, slow inhale, slow exhale. How are you feeling now? How are you breathing now? Remind yourself that this peace that you're feeling is your true state of being always attainable to you for it is found deep within you not outside when you're ready you're gonna gently blink your eyes open my beautiful friends may peace and love always be with you amen Oh, good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. So grateful, so grateful, so grateful to have you, um, to be able to share with you. I realized this week just how, just how valuable this role that I play is and how beautiful it is to be able to share with you. This is, this is a form of self-expression for me. You know, and I have some awesome people in my life that we go there in our conversations. And what I mean by that is we go deep, you know. We talk about these kind of spiritual matters that are always in and out of my mind. But, you know, most of the day-to-day -day interactions... We're not going to talk about, like, meaning and suffering and <laughs> healing and, you know, it's just, I don't mind doing that. You know, I'm not much of a surfacey kind of small talk guy. You know, I want to get to know you and let's talk about the things that matter. But I don't want to be weird, <laughs> you know, so most of my daily interactions are just, you know, Hey, how you doing, man? Good. Oh, how was the gym? Oh, it was good. You know, just that stuff. But on Sunday morning, 
I have the opportunity and the honor and the privilege within this room full of people and even beyond this room, hundreds and hundreds of people who want to share in these kind of conversations. And I have the opportunity to just give my heart and give my soul and allow the spirit to speak through me. And it's the honor of my life. It's the honor and the privilege of my life. And so thank you for trusting me enough and for allowing me to speak into your life. And I love you. And you may be thinking, why do you love me? You don't even know me. I don't need a reason. <laughs> if you need a reason to love somebody, you may not find too many. <laughs> if you need a reason to be happy, you ain't going to be happy for too long. Because if that reason goes away, so will your happiness. So be happy for no reason. Love for no reason. Just because. Just because. What a good way to start. I also want to thank everybody for the overwhelming amount of love and support that you all have shown to me. As I've been navigating through this season of my life, last Sunday I announced that Emily and I are getting a divorce. And what's crazy is like our, oh, somebody just found out for the first time? <laughs> Welcome to Heartway. <laughs> so, what? So, you know, our, our podcast does very well. Well, last week, you know, I put the, the, the part that I spoke and I shared the news, I put that separate from the message, right? Cliff shared a nice little message, and so that was one episode, and then I put the divorce episode. And in one week, one week, that one episode has more listens than any other sermon <laughs> that has been preached from this stage. Y'all are nosy, man. Y'all are nosy. I'm sorry. Wow. I will say this, though, just so you can see how God works. That Sunday, just seven days ago, I was up here crying, sharing with you my heart about this life situation. Not even three hours later, when I get back to the house, I get a phone call from somebody who's also going through a divorce. A couple late, uh, hours later after that, I get a message from somebody online about somebody who's going through a divorce. And this person has a three-year-old child with their spouse. And for both of these people, things are not amicable between them and their spouse. And as a result of listening to the words that were coming forth last Sunday, they have been inspired to want to end things in a peaceable and amicable way with their spouses. Is that crazy or is that not crazy? Is God. I had somebody write me who said, Danny, I, I've never seen this done in this way. Another lady wrote me already wanting to interview me Okay, this is a, she wants to interview me for a podcast on quote unquote conscious uncoupling. 
I was like, ooh, fancy. That's the title we got for this? Okay, I could work with that conscious uncoupling. Maybe that'll be a chapter in a future book, you know, for anybody who wants to do some conscious uncoupling and not like kill each other in the process. <laughs> My point with sharing all of this with you is it is incredible to see how in a matter of days, this is a fresh wound. In a matter of days, this life event has already been having a positive effect on the lives of other people. Only God. A lot of us tend to believe that endings, especially the ending of a relationship, is a failure. But just like every other ending in life, it's really just a lesson. And if you learn that lesson and grow from that lesson, you might as well call whatever ending that was a success. I wrote a little note to myself from me to me on my phone earlier this week. I felt like it was a, a divine download. And that note to myself said, more important than how you speak is how you suffer. Because suffering brings out that which you are. It does not matter so much what it is you have to endure in life. What matters is how you endure it. Because our circumstances don't really make us who we are. They simply reveal who we've been the whole time. And in that revelation, there is so much wisdom to be gleaned if you're listening. If you're paying attention. If your intention as you're going through it is to deepen your connectivity to God. It was like yesterday when we went to the beach cleanup, my guy back here in the last row said, Danny, God just taught me a lesson while I'm picking up garbage out here. I said, what's up, man? He's like, you know what? The universe will always give you what you're looking for. He's like, I'm out here looking for trash and all I see now is trash. Anybody ever had that experience like you want a new car and now all you see is that car on the road? Or like you, you, you saw a number and now you're looking for that number and then now you see that number everywhere? Oh my God, I see ones all the time. People tell me that. They're like, people tell me that like I care. They're like, I see threes all the time. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but that's cool, I guess. If you're looking for it, I guess, whatever. But you will always find what you are looking for. So it's a matter of where your radar is. If you're looking for God, you will find God. Even in the darkness, even in the suffering. If you're looking for the good, you will find the good. Even in the trial, even in the tribulation, it is there. It's just your awareness that is missing. When you're able to fully surrender, and I mean fully, when you're able to fully surrender in the midst of chaos, that has the potential to bring you very, very deep into a state of presence to the point where your experience of divine peace and joy can actually be strengthened 
and intensified in moments when your life is all over the place and everything is being shaken. It's called grace. And in the same way that like you can always go deeper and deeper into that dark hole of just suffering, <laughs> if you allow yourself to, it doesn't matter what your spiritual level is. There's always deeper, deeper dimensions to which you can descend. And it just gets better and better and better. The scriptures talk about it as going from glory to glory to glory. What are you looking for? There was a Stoic philosopher by the name of Seneca who once said to one of his students, I judge you unfortunate because you've never been through misfortune. You've passed through life without an opponent. And so nobody can know what you are capable of, not even you. Powerful words. And as odd as this may sound, unless you've experienced this, there's something about feeling your own inner strength. There's something about feeling God's strength in you in the midst of chaos that is actually pleasurable. It's a pleasure that can only be experienced in pain. There's a reason why in the New Testament scriptures, they draw a parallel between athletics and spirituality. I love to use this metaphor and analogy of athletics as well to describe the spiritual life. Because when you are a devoted athlete, you want to compete against the best. You really want to go against the best because you know that going against the best will bring out the best in you. The tougher the opponent, the more pleasurable the victory is. So you actually look forward to the challenge. You look forward to going against the best because you enjoy testing your ability. You enjoy seeing how far you can really go. And so the pain involved in training and getting ready for the competition is something that you embrace because you know that that pain will actually grow you and expand you and help you to transcend all of your perceived limitations. I go to the gym every day. I beat myself up. I'm getting beat up now by trainers that are helping me. I walk around all day, oh my God, man, my chest, my back, my neck, my legs, and I still go back for more. <laughs> it's not even a question in my mind. I'm sore, yeah, of course, that comes with it. That means growth. <laughs> so when you transfer that mentality to your spiritual devotion, now anything and everything that life throws your way is approached in that same manner. You look forward to the difficulties. You look forward to the adversity. 
Because you know that the challenge that is before you will bring forth that which is divine in you. And so your mentality is, I'm open. Bring it on. Bring it on. What can life throw my way? Bring it on. Whatever it may be, I'm rooted. I'm grounded. And in those moments, it's like when the gold is purified by the fire, there are a lot of impurities that may come to the surface. But that's a beautiful thing. That's the pain that we're talking about. That's the pain that you embrace because all of these impurities that are coming to the surface, as you begin to see the way that you react to life, this is what holds the key to your own healing. It's in those very reactions. It's in all of the ways that you aren't doing it right that you get to see where there is more work that needs to be done. So it's almost like you turn all of life into this spiritual game. It's all like a test. It's just this secret inner life with you and God. What will be able to move me from this foundation of God's love? What will be able to shake me or blind me from the truth? If anything succeeds in doing so, good, really good. That just means there's work to do. There's more training that needs to be done. These are the growing pains. I'm getting out of my shell. I'm evolving. Good. The suffering, good. I know this sounds crazy to some of y'all. I'm just trying to help you be free. And it may not make sense now, but just test this for yourself. Try it. If your way is not working right now, just try it. What do you have to lose? If those emotions are rising to the surface, if those impurities are rising to the surface, if in the middle of suffering and pain, you're just drowning All that means is there are some beliefs that need to be untangled. There are some memories that you are holding on to that need to be reframed and recontextualized. There's some bitterness you may need to let go of. There's some control you're trying to hang on to that you need to release. When this becomes your consistent practice, Everything is practice. Everything is school. When this becomes your consistent practice, eventually (laughs) you will come to a place where there will be no place that you cannot find God. You can stare into the abyss and find God there. You can stare into darkness and find light there. This is, this is, called finding God even on the cross. You're you're finding God even in the crosses that you have to bear. When it comes to fitness, to continue with this imagery, one of the most important areas to train is your core. Your core. If you have a strong core, you develop balance. You develop stability you become less prone to certain injuries. When your core is strong, that also expands your capability for movement. 
Your capacity expands. Well, in the same exact way, when you strengthen your spiritual core, when you become centered and grounded in God, you become a balanced and stable individual. Not shaken, not moved by the constant coming and going of every emotion. Rooted. Grounded. Your capacity to tolerate pain and suffering and all of life's twists and turns and transitions and changes and traumas also begins to expand. Your capacity expands. You can handle more. Because there will always be more. So, you know, if you haven't recognized it yet, life is crazy. You know? Life is crazy. My guy here in the back, I love to, when I see you, just use you. My guy, Brian. This guy, he is always with his guns. He loves to buy guns. All right? Now, he goes to the shooting range and he shoots these guns. Now, normally, he's strapped up. One day, this man goes to Aventura Mall on a regular, what was it, Saturday? It's like a Sunday. One day he goes to Aventura Mall on the blessed day, Sunday, <laughs> right after Hartway. He's thinking everything's good. I feel good. He goes there. There's a shooting happening in the mall. There's a shooting happening in the mall. And he don't got nothing on him. And he always has something on him. And when he was describing this to me, he's like, yeah, people running everywhere and all this stuff, crazy. Just on a regular Sunday afternoon. So life is going to happen. Crazy stuff is going to happen. And it's not going to stop happening. So the question is, in light of that, how are we going to respond? And what are we going to do with life's pain and suffering? Well, if you take on this mindset that I'm trying to share with you, when the problems come, when the trials come, when the surprises come, you don't shy away. You don't cower. You don't run in the other direction. You step up to the plate. You step up to the plate. You welcome it. You embrace it. It's not like you have another choice. <laughs> Greek philosopher by the name of Heraclitus once said, to be even-minded is the greatest virtue. Not too high, not too low, just right in the middle, connected to your spiritual center. That's where I like to be. Because if you're too high, that means you are overly excited about life going the way that you desire it to go. And it never stays that way for long. And if you're too low, that means you are overly stressed about life not going the way that you desire it to go. As if you had any other choice. So better than constantly riding this up and down crazy roller coaster of our emotions... What would happen if we could begin to develop a sense of inner stillness? What if we can 
carry ourselves with this even-mindedness, maintaining a sense of inner calm, even in the midst of life's challenges. That is how wisdom begins to arise within you. That is how you can begin to see with clarity. Now, it has to be genuine. It has to be real. Don't force yourself to be calm or handle things in a spiritual way because it's the right thing to do. <laughs> Please don't do that. That's the worst thing that you could possibly do. If you got to go crazy, then okay, go crazy. If you got to be angry, okay, be angry. If you've got to be sad and depressed, then be sad and depressed. You got to be anxious, be anxious. Just bring awareness to that which is happening within you. And that awareness, as you become curious about why it is you react to life circumstances in certain ways, as you become curious pertaining to that which triggers you, that awareness in itself will bring self-understanding and that self-understanding will eventually lead to transformation. Don't try and push yourself too fast into this super spiritual thing Danny's talking about. No. Be you. Be you. A hundred percent of the way. But if being you is hurting, <laughs> you know what to do. You know what to do. And if you don't know what to do, I'm going to tell you in a little bit. But hold on. And I've already told you this a million times before, but I'm going to say it again and again and again. This week, I've had a lot of uh, friends of mine who have been, like, inviting me to do stuff, which is awesome. You know, like, I, for real, I'm very grateful. You realize in moments like this, like what I'm going through, who really cares about you? And it's, uh, it's been nice, you know, to hear from people that I love and who love me and, and, and you know, they, hey, let's go to the uh, shooting range or let's go fishing or, hey, let's go to the bar or let's go here, let's go to a movie, let's go there. I get it. It's because this is what we do. When we're going through a difficult time, we want to get our mind off of things. You know, it's like, let's forget about our misery and pretend it's not there and just distract ourselves. That's our way of getting over it. What I've come to discover is that it's not about getting over it. It's about getting through it. You can't get over it until you get through it. So how do you get through it? You can't get through it unless you're willing to be alone with yourself and your thoughts and your emotions. I read a quote the other day that said, not everything that is faced can be changed, but nothing can be changed without being faced. That is how you strengthen your spiritual core. You get alone with yourself. You face your stuff. You face and confront everything that is happening in your internal world because that's really all that's actually happening. Events happen. Circumstances happen. And then we interpret those events and circumstances and it's that interpretation of the event and the circumstance that we end up living with far beyond the actual Experiencing of the event and circumstance itself. So, 
You may not be able to change what's happening, but you can always question the way that you are thinking about it. And once you question the way you are thinking about it, once you begin to hold your interpretation of life's events against the fire of divine truth, that's all the change that you really will need. Because when the internal changes, everything you see in the external will change as well, even if nothing actually changes. Does that make sense? But you don't need it to change anymore because you change the only thing that can be changed and that needs to be changed, which is your seeing, your perceiving. Why is it? Have you ever thought about why is it that it is so hard and so difficult for us to be alone? We don't recognize how we begin to develop this, and it, and it happens unconsciously. We develop a dependency on things outside of us to feel whole and complete within ourselves. And out of this feeling of inner lack and insufficiency and emptiness, we actually use other people and things to fill a void that they can never fill, even if they are perfect. Even if you love that thing, it will always be temporary. So if you want to strengthen your spiritual core, if you want to be grounded in truth, you've got to be willing to be alone. You've got to be willing to be honest, to take a very ruthless self-inventory, to bring all of these things to God in meditation and in prayer so that you can learn how to let go of all of the stuff, all of the people, all of the things that you look to for a sense of validation. And it all comes back ultimately to your state of mind. So what do we do in these moments when our state of mind is, is, is dark and we're depressed and we're anxious and we're afraid and we're scared and we're overwhelmed and we feel defeated and we're insecure and we don't know what's going to happen next? What do we do? Well, we got a lot of options. We got drugs. <laughs> we got sex. Yeah. We got alcohol. We got money pursuing success, all that stuff. We got options. But the real answer is not found in any of those things. The real answer is surrender. So this is important because this, this uh, inner strength that I'm talking about, it's not like you. This is... What I'm describing is God's power in your weakness. You get it? So it's not like me and my ego really trying hard to be strong. Look how strong I am. No, no, no. This is you being utterly weak and saying, God, this is on you. Like that. That's actual power. That's actual strength. That is what will bring you pleasure when you feel the surge of that going through you in moments when you have peace when it doesn't make sense to have peace. 
You have joy when it doesn't make sense to have joy. The scriptures say the joy of the Lord is our strength. Your strength. And you need strength when things are tough. How do I get this joy that doesn't make sense? How do I get this peace that doesn't really make any sense? Surrender. Surrender all control over your life. And live in harmony with reality. Listen to this very carefully. Don't argue with the way things are. Because when you argue with the way things are, you will always lose. Always. So if you're going through a challenge, if you're going through a difficulty, if things are changing and shifting and transforming, if it's abrupt, if it's impulsive, if it's surprising, if it's sudden, if it hits you out of nowhere, get very still. Get very quiet. Be alone with yourself. Go inward and begin to identify where it is that you are still trying to clutch onto control and where it is you may be resisting what is. If you can pinpoint that, all that's left for you to do at that point is release. It's what the scriptures describe as casting your cares onto God. Casting your cares onto God. I know this may sound reckless, but you do not need to concern yourself with your life. The reason why your life is so difficult right now is because you still believe that it's your life. If you want peace, throw your life into the hands of God and leave it there. And like they say in Spanish, lo que será, será. Whatever will be, will be. You align yourself with that, you're home free, everybody. Because now you're living in reality instead of in some imagined version of how you think reality should be. That's the suffering. That's the pain. But life is always much kinder than the way we perceive it to be. God is good all the time. And everything that God does is good. 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 And you just sink into that. And you sink into that. And, and before you know it, it's just obvious. It's obvious. You're not going to fight it anymore. It's obvious. When this becomes your singular vision, I talk a lot about single-mindedness. When this becomes your singular vision, you become immovable. Immovable. And like the psalmist says, you become like a tree that is planted by streams of water, deep roots, and you produce fruit in every season, in season and out of season, you continue to produce fruit because you're rooted, you're grounded. You're not building your house on sand. 
Like Jesus said, you are building your house on a solid rock, the rock of God's truth. You have abandoned your life to divine providence. This is why Paul describes it as a peace that surpasses understanding. Why am I not experiencing the peace that surpasses all understanding? Because you're still trying to understand it. (laughs) But I need to know why. I need a reason. I was talking with somebody this week at Starbucks. Why was that funny? (laughs) Oh. Well, if anybody wants to go to Starbucks, I got a lot more time now so we can hang out and talk. But I was talking with somebody at Starbucks, and they had a lot of questions about God. A lot of questions. They're going through their own deconstruction of things. And she was telling me, she was like, listen, all, she was telling me all these issues and problems and like crazy stuff that has happened to her family members, to the people closest to her, the, the death and the sickness and the, I mean, but in ways that are just, whoa, if God is real, how could all these things be happening? How could this be happening to my mom? How could that have happened to my sister? And I said to her, Let's take God out of this equation. And I want you to ask this same question again without God in in it. And you tell me what the answer is. So the original question is why, how could it be that if God is real, all this evil is happening? Okay, take God out of the equation. Why do we live in a universe? Where all this evil happens. You got an answer? You got an answer? Do you? Do you got an answer? No. So either way, whether you got God or you don't got God, the answer is accept it. Harsh pill to swallow, but it's really good when you get it. All that's left is this is what it is. You accept it. Or you reject it. You reject it, you suffer. You accept it, you come alive. There's a story in the Gospels where Jesus is on a boat with his disciples. And there's a storm that comes. And the the waves are massive. And that boat is rocking. And water is getting into the boat. And everybody thinks they're about to sink. And nobody knows what to do. And they're all stressing out. And they're all looking at each other saying, what should we do? And they remember that Jesus is on the boat with them. This miracle worker, our rabbi, our our helper, our friend, he'll know how to fix this. He can help us. Where's Jesus? They go looking for him. He's asleep. He's sleeping. Everybody else going crazy. The man was asleep. Some people are like, yeah, but Jesus was God. And we're not God. So how can I sleep when there's a storm? Do you recognize that the same spirit that was in him is alive in you? 
Jesus actually said, you see me doing all these things, but you'll be able to do greater. But that greater (laughs) comes on the other side of surrender, which is a very narrow road that few people are willing to go on. Very narrow road. Narrow is the road that leads to life, and broad is the road that leads to destruction. The broad road is I control my life, and I got to make sure that I keep it that way. The narrow road is let go, let go, trust God, let go, over and over and over and over and over and over again. So I'll leave you with these words from Jesus. In the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27, he says, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. So do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. God, we are so thankful for your presence within us. In this moment, we receive power from your spirit. Fill us to the brim so that we can live our lives in a state of faith and trust and hope and love, believing that we will see your goodness in the highs and in the lows, in the good and in the bad. You remain faithful. And we will remain rooted, grounded. May everything be shaken that needs to be shaken so that that which is unshakable within us can remain. My prayer for everybody who hears me today is that you would help them to touch this immovable, unshakable truth that resides within them. And by your grace, God, continue to give us strength in our weakness as we surrender, as we let go. Do what it is that only you can do in our lives. Amen. All right, we did it. Another Sunday. Love you guys. We'll be here next Sunday, 11 a.m. Hope to see you. Bye.